Welcome back. My name's Dave. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. This is the BFR Podcast, where we talk all things Chicago Bears every week. We have a great guest today, as always, uh, Rashab from the Windy City Productions on YouTube. He is a great Bears fan. He's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, we have a great conversation for you guys uh, here in a moment. But Ficky, man, how you doing? Man, I'm excited, especially since Rashab says he's dropping a new hype video. Like, come on. I know I got to <laughs> wait months, though. You need to hurry that process up. But I'm really excited and excited to share the conversation we had with him. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's hop right in and then we'll uh, see you guys. All right. So we have Rashab from uh, the Windy City Productions on YouTube. Uh, Rashab, thank you for joining us today, man. We do appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you guys? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I mean, I'm doing I'm pretty I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Figgy? I'm good. We got OTA clips to talk about, so you know I'm excited. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so DWC, um, obviously a lot of people know you. You're pretty prominent both on Twitter, especially YouTube. But can you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into you know the Bears in general, and then what you're currently kind of working on? Yes. Yeah, so so uh, I started this channel probably like in 2018. So it's been a good five years now. I started it back in college. Um, just posted like a highlight reel out of nowhere, which I made when I was home from spring break. I had nothing else to do that day, so I just threw threw a bunch of clips together to some you know random songs and. The first video just completely blew up. So after that, I was like, yeah, shit, I might as well just keep on making more videos. So that's kind of how it just started. It was kind of by accident. I never really you know, planned to do YouTube or anything. I've always been a big Bears fan, though, back, you know, since I was a kid. Um, I grew up in the Chicago area. So, you know, big Chicago sports fan. My parents are big Chicago sports fans as well. You know, obviously remember the 2006, you know, Super Bowl, which is probably my earliest memory of, you know, any sports, watching any sports. So um ever since that moment i would say i've been a big bears fan the bears are probably my favorite team out of any sports because i i love football the most um but yeah so the youtube thing is still going on i'm still doing youtube right now even though i'm done with college now but i actually have a new podcast i'm, I'm working on as well with um deeks view on twitter if you guys know him so we started that podcast, over podcast. A few weeks ago. yeah thank you thank you we had um dave on our podcast too but it's going pretty well we're going to continue that throughout the season and my I'm just working on other videos too throughout this year and hopefully a hype video too um uh, pretty soon for the 2023 season. Yeah, we need that. We need that absolutely. pronto. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think the thing now. Absolutely. I as far as like the Super Bowl memory 2006, it's funny you kind of mentioned that. I think that's mine as well. I was a lot younger and I remember, you know, Devin Hester, you know, returning it and at halftime I went outside and played like backyard football in the dark with my cousins and stuff. I came back in and we ended up like it was like the fourth quarter and kind of switched. The, you know the score and everything i was like what happened it was devastating <laughs> but thicky do you remember that oh yeah i was in a, uh i was in a church watching it and i got very <laughs> upset at the end that probably you know probably you probably shouldn't have been throwing a, ten, a temper tantrum in a church but that's what i was doing at what the age of 13 so yeah that was not a, a great memory like if you take out the hester part like if that doesn't happen like i would never talk about that game but yeah not, yeah, not the, the best of, most, especially the Especially that interception at the what was that Tracy Porter who picked off Grossman at the end? Oh yeah, it was just it was tough. If we would have had like any other quarterback, even um, who was the backup that year that played uh, Orton? If I bet you if yeah. Orton was in there, we could have won that game. But that I guess that's a topic for another day. That's just my hot take. I bet if Justin Fields is in there, we win that game. Well, yeah, <laughs> easily. easily. Different yeah, era, you know. <laughs> Come on now. That defense was dominant. People forget we literally rode that defense into, yeah. 
into the Super and it was Bowl, raining. So. so I mean, Justin would have just ran. I mean, would have been fine. Anyways, Easy. though, but now we're gonna speak of Justin Fields. Um, OTAs, the second uh, practice that's open to the media, you know, um, was you know happened today. Um, a lot of information came out from just Tyler Scott, um, Stevenson, the rookie corner, and of course Justin Fields and DJ Moore. So DWC, obviously, there's a lot of hype, kind of building. I would say it's a slow build, but it's really it is there. Um, what do you make of it? Are you excited as well? Um, what are your expectations as well for DJ Moore and Justin Fields? I'm super excited, man. I mean, seeing that connection with DJ Moore, that's like what you want to see right now as a Bears fan because we've just not seen Justin Fields have any receiver of the caliber of a DJ Moore so far. Like we had A-Rob for 2021, who's probably like, yeah, in 2021, like he was kind of not the same as, as he was earlier on. So like he's he's only really had Darnell Mooney and like some games to Chase Claypool to play with. And that's kind of why he's only passed for you know, 2,000 whatever yards he had last year. Like, it was not a good passing year for him, partly because he didn't have the weapons. So, you know, seeing a receiver come into here that fits Justin Fields' skill sets as well, which I think is a very important thing. Like, DJ Moore's best attribute is his intermediate route run. His route running in general is really good, but, like, the inter intermediate parts of the field, the middle of the field, DJ Moore is really, really good. And that's an area where Justin Fields does have to improve on, you know, throwing to the middle of the field. So I think that connection could help out Justin Fields in terms of attacking the middle of the field a lot more. And, you know, the other guys around him, too, are going to benefit now. So, like, a, a Darnell Mooney, like a Chase Claypool, they're going to have more open looks now because DJ Moore is going to be drawing up more attention in the middle. So, I think it's really, really encouraging if you are a Bears fan that, you know, DJ Moore and Justin Fields already have a great connection because, dude, last year at camp, like, you were not hearing these things, you know, for the offense. Like, we had Byron Pringle, right. you Sam Brown, like a bunch of, backups back then and like you were not getting any hype videos or any clips from the bears posted but it's a totally different story now so i think i'd be really excited about the offense not if you're a chicago bears fan yeah absolutely i agree with all that Ficky man how you feel yeah i agree too like if you go back to last year i think actually the first ota or maybe the second one like fields actually had a bad like it was a bad performance like the the media all talked about like hey it just was not a good day so do i look at this and be like oh this is everything set like do i overhype this no i wouldn't say that but is it better than the other option right like of course so yeah. Um, the more we hear about this connections, I think that's great. Um, and if we look at the clip, like he threw it a, in a tight, yeah, tight window. And it was I'll throw like that a, clip on here as well. So yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, if you have, or if you haven't, go on Instagram, go on Twitter, check it out, watch it about five thousand times, yeah, and then yeah, come yeah. back to this podcast. Yeah, I think the bear but, the bears actually posted it and it was like a like two or three defenders on him, maybe two. And I know it's not in pads. I get all that, but it was through a tight window right across the middle of the field, which Rashad was just talking about. So it's nice to see those things because we know last year we didn't see those as much. So we're hoping that DJ Moore doesn't only, it's not just the connection, but it's also how it benefits everyone else around them. So now, you know, there's less pressure on Mooney. Once he gets back, there's less pressure on Claypool and things like that. And then really everyone's just elevated because we have a true wide receiver one. Absolutely. And that, that, that throw also talked to kind of like Justin Fields' arm. I know a lot of people talk about it, you know, rocket arm, big arm, but really it just pops off his hand. Like I know it is OTAs, but that's one thing that really struck me. Obviously a tight window, I like that he trusts DJ Moore. Hey, I'm going to throw it to this guy. And again, it is OTAs, you know, second one open to the media. But you like to see that. And I want to read this to you guys and kind of see what your reactions as well. Because it is OTAs. It is kind of hype. Um, but this is what Adam Hogue 
he uh, tweeted this earlier uh, tonight. He said, coaches and players continue to uh, rave about the QB and general vibe around the team. Uh, that's not new this time of year. Every team usually gets that. But this is what is very interesting with uh, what he said. He said, what is new is that the play on the field backs it up. More times than not, that hasn't been the case in his 13 years covering this team. So 13 years, and he has not really seen a quarterback and, I guess, an offense kind of back up that hype that's, that is yeah. building. So you get, you're going to get hype. Every team gets it. You know, Mitch got start hype. of the new year. Exactly. Oh, exactly. And we all bought into that, yeah. um, or at least most of us did. And so <laughs> it's just interesting because Hogue, I don't think he hyperbole, he doesn't really get, he doesn't go this route very often. I've never seen him. He tries to stay level headed. He is part of the media, him and, you know, and Johns, they don't really, unless that's when you know it's almost real. And so what do you guys think about that um, in regards to just the 13 years he has not really seen an offense back it up? And again, it is early. I'll let you go, Rashawn. Yeah, I mean, it's telling the truth. Like, we, we've not had good quarterbacks really ever. I mean, like, kind of stuff. <laughs> the Trubisky hype for a little bit. I, I've made multiple Trubisky hype videos too. But, like, deep down, I think all of us knew that Trubisky was not at the level where he could be viewed as, like, being an elite quarterback, right? Like, he, maybe he could have been, like, above average or whatnot. But we've mm -hmm. just never seen stuff like this. And, again, it is only, like, OTAs right now. So, again, you don't want to be taking too, too much away. You know, you have to wait until the game start until – preseason starts until the actual you know week one week two mm -hmm. starts but it's very very encouraging man if you are a Chicago Bears fan and it's also like you saw this stuff already out of Justin Fields in college football which you can't really say about the other quarterbacks we've had like Justin Fields dominated in college football when he actually had a proper supporting cast around him which so far he's not had at the NFL level so it's just it's common sense to think that you know when he's actually going to have a better supporting cast like he does right now like a DJ you know, having DJ Moore having mm -hmm. Chase Claypool Darnell Mooney hopefully a better offensive line. Like now we're actually going to see the passing ability out of him, which I think is his best trait. I know that a lot of NFL fans, you know, around, around the, around America, like they view Justin Fields as a run first quarterback, but at Ohio state, that was not his game at all. Like I think Trevor Lawrence actually had more <laughs> rushing at Clemson than Fields had at, at OSU because he didn't run with the football as much. So I think we're finally seeing Justin Fields unveil that, you know, passing ability of his and, reporters like you know Johns and Hogue like they're seeing it for the first time a quarterback that Bears fans can actually believe in yeah I think it's interesting we had Theo Ash of the Stay Hot podcast on he said that this is kind of like a rogue field um, where he actually had to do everything himself he was the weapon and so in Ohio State he was not a runner you know he was a he, he was passer first and he had a lot of weapons and oh, now wow. now it, you know this year, it's very similar to Ohio State. Obviously, I think it's a little different, college, NFL, but the weapons he has around him from the tight end room to the running backs and, of course, the wide receivers, it's a lot better um, case, you know, better scenario for him for since his first two years in the league. And so, Vicky, how are you feeling on that? Yeah, I, I, I agree with both of you. And I kind of look at it again, kind of going on my sentiment on my last statement is that I'm glad it's just not the opposite that we're hearing, right? Because you see that he has these wide receivers, and it's it's just glad that we're not hearing, oh, he's missing all these throws, right? Because Mitch had some wide receiver, you know, had some weapons, right? And he, he still would walk out of practice, or what the media would put out was like, yeah, it's not, it wasn't really, it didn't build confidence in that the quarterback was that guy. So I'm just happy to see that this is the second OTA where it's like, yeah, we're seeing some consistencies here, which really mm -hmm. raise, raises his floor you know, for his third year, which is what I think most of us is excited for. So I'm just hoping that this just continues on. Obviously, we know just like any other human, you're going to have bad days. 
there's going to be an OTA or there's going to be a mini camp where it's just not his his day. But we want to see him stack up more of those like great media days, right, where they're talking positively about fields than the negative ones. And I think in the past we just haven't seen that consistency or that high frequency of like, yeah, this was a good day. This was a good day. This was a good day. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's one thing I was kind of interested in when that first practice, you know, took place with the media. It was great to hear those reviews. And then I was like, how is today going to play out? Is it going to be the complete opposite? Because we're all kind of used to that. You know, Trubisky, Nick Foles, like Andy uh. Dalton just be up and down. You know, we're, we're very, you know, it, it is it is kind of encouraging just to hear that. Now, I want to kind of play a game because um, there are some storylines right now going in, in kind of OTAs. So I'm going to. I'm going to kind of just throw out a storyline and then Rashab, if you want to start um, each time and then I'll go over to Ficky and just let me know if you're worried or not and why. Okay. okay. So I'll keep it easy. Um, we'll start with, uh, let's see here, Justin Fields. We'll stick with Justin Fields. He had an interception today. Uh, rookie, I think it was uh, Stevenson, uh, right? I believe. Yeah, I think Tyreek so. Stevenson yeah. had a great interception today. Obviously some fans, you know, uh, may overreact. Um, Rashab, how do you feel about that? I'm happy for Tyreek Stevenson. Like, we already <laughs> saw Justin Fields make plays today and yesterday. So, I'm not really right. worried about the offense right now. I'm happy that the defense got something, right? Because if the defense got nothing, mm -hmm. that probably means the defense is going to suck again this year. So, pretty happy yeah. that Tyreek Stevenson did get a pick. I think that. And he's actually. You know, he's yeah. getting first team reps as well since uh, Jalen Johnson's yeah. not there, which is encouraging. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and he's going to start probably, you know, no matter what, because on the yeah. opposite side of Dylan Johnson, like, we, we still have a need mm -hmm. at CB number two, unless Kendall Viltor, you know, plays it, which I don't think he would at this point. So, now yeah, yeah. I'm happy for Tyreek Stevenson, though. Like, he, he has a very high ceiling, as we know. So, <laughs> absolutely. Ficky? Oh, I'm not worried at all. Like, <laughs> all the great quarterbacks throw interceptions. And if you're going to start throwing interceptions, you want to do it out, do it now. This is what OTAs is about, mini camps about. Mm -hmm. It's about getting out all these kinks. So go ahead and throw your interceptions. As long as you can bounce back from that and throw, you know, a great pass or you do a great drive and two-minute drill, whatever it is, we'll be fine. Yeah. Now, that was an easy one, okay? I wanted to start it easy. I agree with both of you. I think I, I tweeted at somebody because I someone someone commented, you know, about, about the interception. I said, you know, those are going to happen. It's part of football. You know, it, it, I'd rather have, you know, a few touchdowns and one interception every single time. and But you can't eliminate turnovers. But now the next one is a little bit more – um, interesting. Uh, Nate Davis, we signed him this offseason. He's still not here. I presume he's not been here at all because you would yeah. think he would be here by now. The media would have seen him today. So he is not here. There's no reports kind of what's going on. Um, it could just be smoke. He could just be on vacation, like I mentioned a few episodes ago. But Rashab, are you worried? Maybe a little bit because obviously, even though it's voluntary OTAs, like you want everybody to be there. Like Iberflus is the type of coach that's going to want guys to be there even if it's not you know mandatory but at the same time he's also a vet so like he already has experience he's already been in the same type of system the same type of scheme so if he doesn't show up to mandatory otas in a couple weeks then i think it's a big deal um that you know a vet is not showing up to this but at you know at the time being like i'm not i'm not like overly concerned about it but it obviously would have been nice to have him here for sure yeah Vicky. Yeah, I mean, I agree exactly with Rashab. It's like if it's a scale zero to 10, 10 being like the most concern, I guess I have to be a one. Like it can't be zero because you want everyone there. But Nate Davis is a veteran who's been in this wide zone scheme in Tennessee. So it's like, you know, you want him there, but it's not like a rookie who's never touched NFL grass before. So you're yeah. just hoping he's there by mandatory. And if he is, like no one's going to talk about this ever again. So. 
It's interesting you said that because Cody Whitehart, he, in his interview today, he met with the media. He did say that, I think he talked about Nate Davis um, and he's mentioned the same thing you just did that, you know, he played the same scheme in Tennessee, you know, so he's not worried. However, he did, like I said, he did sign a $30 million contract, 19 million guaranteed for three years. Um, it's just interesting that he's not there and some of the vets are. So yeah. who knows, uh, but we'll move on to the next topic. Again, this one, a little bit easier, but Chase Claypool, he did not practice today. He, it was a, I think just a soft tissue um, injury, not an injury, but just he's been having issues with it. Um, so Rashab, are you worried at all? Not really. I mean, I'm not a doctor, yeah. so like, I can't really say like <laughs> that injury or not, but I mean, it's really early right now. Like the season doesn't start until yeah. September, whatever. So I, I'm not really worried yeah. right now at this point. Did, has Claypool had like injury concerns? Like I followed him a little bit in Pittsburgh. Obviously, did he miss? Not, I guess I could have no major, no major, nothing too big, right? Okay. No, I think his first big one was actually with us because that was his worst yeah. season yeah. as well statistically. So I don't think he's had anything yeah. like where he missed a whole season or like eight games or anything like that. Yeah, it was funny because I saw another tweet there, like, "Oh, here we go already." You know, know right? I was like, "Negative bears." There's a lot of negativity, <laughs> but I think it is just a PTSD. maybe a small percentage, you know, of the, some fans just you know do have a pessimist pessimistic view in regards to that. So another one uh, transition, Jalen Johnson. Oh, you don't want my take? That. You don't want my take? Oh, I thought, I thought you had a similar no, take. No, 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 I did. Ahead, I was ahead. actually going to say, Rashad, you're taking all my, all my goddamn <laughs> answers. But no, yeah, it's the same thing. I'm not worried, you know, because we don't know the the, the severity yeah. of the injury, right? If it's even considered an injury or more of a rest. So we just got to yeah. play it out and see what, you know, yeah. how severe I agree. it really is. I'm not worried either. I, like I said, we don't have, there's, there's some storylines, but I need to kind of fill in some of this. You know? No, it's all but. good. <laughs> But all right, so Jalen Johnson, um, the uh, Allen Williams defensive coordinator of the Bears, he talked about Jalen, said that he's in meetings or not in meetings, but he's attended via Zoom. He's always asking questions every day. So he is kind of partaking. I think he's even helping the rookies a little bit as well, but he's not on the field. So Rashab, are you worried at all? And like a scale of one to 10? A little bit more than Nate Davis because he is in a contract year. So I think that makes things a little bit different because he doesn't have the, the long-term job security that a Nate Davis does. And we also drafted two rookie cornerbacks this year, and we drafted one last year too. So I think that kind of complicates things a little bit. I know a lot of Bears fans are already saying that, you know, one of Tyreek Stevenson or Charles Davis now is guaranteed to replace him. Now, I think it's too early to say that because it's only – you know, May right now. And Jalen Johnson is by far the best cornerback we have right now. Like he's the only guy that's proven anything so far. So you can't automatically assume that he's going to be gone, but it, it's pretty interesting because like kind of, I don't want to compare it directly to Roquan Smith, but like, you know, Roquan, like he, the whole situation, like with him wanting his money and you're know, not showing up to some practices like that, obviously rub pulls the wrong way to some extent. So if that mm -hmm. kind of rears rears its ugly end again then maybe that could be another situation like that but it, i i think i think it's way too early to even talk about that right now so not too yeah. too worried but it's probably a little bit more worrying than uh, nate davis's situation yeah vicky uh maybe a three i guess like jalen johnson doesn't even live in chicago and he does have a kid so like he could be doing things in california and just being away from the team and just you know, that's his decision. Yeah. And he, the fact that he's at least active and participating, that doesn't sound like someone who's trying to hold out. I know Roquan did show up. So I guess, mm, I don't know. I, we don't have enough information, but the vibes I'm getting now based off hearing that like he's being active 
active in meetings and, you know, being active with coaches and other players, it makes me less concerned, even though the concern wasn't super high. I need to see, you know, I think mandatory minicamp is really going to be, you know, the big determination to figure out like how high the concern is going to be because like you have to be there. So if he doesn't, obviously we know he's holding out and then now we're going to go through this Roquan stuff again. So, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to probably go the Roquan route just because that was just a very – he didn't have an agent. It was just very yeah. odd scenario, yeah, especially you know, dropping that news on Family Fest. Just the whole entire no, that was so process messy. was very That was so unique. messy. <laughs> yes. So I agree with both of you there. And then that's kind of the – that's probably the end of the game as far as you know the storylines, obviously, uh, which is good. We don't want too many issues. Uh, but maybe Cario Santo or Cario Santos, he did – I think it was yesterday when they spoke to the media – um, it was the special teams coordinator talked about, you know, the extra points missing. Those was kind of like an issue about midway through the season. And then he kind of fixed it um, essentially at the end. So Rashad, this is a fun question. If you had a chance or Robbie gold is a free agent and the money worked out, would you rather have, would you rather stick it out with Santos or would you rather sign Robbie gold next year for like a, maybe a, a year, a year or two? There's only one right answer, by the way. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to say, obviously, Robbie, because, yeah. you know, he's been here already. He's, he was really good with us. But I also want to, like, playing devil's advocate. Like, the last year at Soldier Field, like, with us, like, he wasn't good that year. Like, that's kind of why Ryan yeah. Pace cut him, which I yeah. feel like a lot of Bears fans do forget about that. Like, a lot of Bears fans that year were, were telling Ryan Pace to cut Robbie Gold. So, like, he shouldn't – he should not have done it, though, because it's only one bad year. But – there is something at least there where like he he was kind of struggling that year, but I do think that you know he's out he's obviously proven to be one of the best kickers of all time. Um, he's he loves Chicago, obviously. I don't think that Ryan Poles is gonna do it though because no, you know Cairo's already under contract. We also have Andrew, yeah. what's his name, Smites or something. The the yeah. rookie that we we didn't draft him, but like he's he's UDFA, yeah, UDFA, yeah. So he he could be another. I think he has a big so, leg. I, yeah, I, I don't think we're adding Robbie, but that would be fun. <laughs> hundred percent. Right. Yeah. You made a good point. Cause I, I talked about this last, uh, one of our past episodes and it's like, I say no, right. Like we, so we forget about Robbie having that bad year because of how he got treated. Right. So then we're almost like, we forget that we know that. And then we just hold him up to where he is, which is fine. Like we all love Robbie gold. Why would you try to ruin that story or that legend? You know what I mean? Like if he comes back on his second tour is just garbage. Like, then the the whole this the statue of Robbie Gold is not getting built anymore. So I'm more like, let me just have that nostalgia personally from a selfish standpoint and just let, you know, enjoy those years that we had. There's no normally also when people come back for a second tour, they don't do as well either. So. So I'm fair. I'm, I'm I might be the only one on that island, but I'm like, keep Robbie Gold away from Chicago. Not literally because yeah. he lives there, but like he should not be on a Bears field. <laughs> I just think it would be a fun story. You know, I just envision like the Bears winning the Super Bowl. Robbie's making big kicks. It just comes full circle, you know, very, yeah. very out Super there. Bo- yeah. How long is Dreamer, he right? Kick for it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, maybe two more, three more years. But anyway, Santos, I, I really hope he does. I, like I said, he, 
I think the, our special teams coordinator said that he was a top five kicker last year. And you kind of agree his numbers were good, except for the extra points. That's really the only flaw. And then obviously he doesn't have the biggest leg. You know, he's not Justin Tucker. He's not, right. you know, hitting it from the logo. But well, here's I a do question like though, him. Dave. Actually, I have a question for both of you. Would are you would you rather have someone who misses PATs, right? Or would you rather have someone who or let's put it this way, let's say Cairo, obviously not a deep leg. So you'd rather have someone who's like very, very accurate under 50 yards, right? But will miss PATs here and there. Or would you rather have someone with a big leg, can it's real good from 50 plus out and makes all their PATs, but some of those bunnies he kind of misses? I'll let you go, Rashad. <laughs> I'd go with accurate under, under 50 yards. I mean, we already went through the whole Cody Parkey thing, but he could not make that 43 yard kick and you obviously have 10 more kicks within 50 yards like i can't believe change. you just said that name on this podcast i did the same thing like two episodes ago no i, I think i agree with you you don't want to you don't want to miss those those chip shots you know the 40 yard field goals um but at the same time i would rather have justin tucker you know i want well, yeah, to like do both yeah i mean yeah he's the number one kicker though so God, i would yeah, love i would get a tucker jersey in a heartbeat if he was on the bears you know realistic Realistically, though, like realistically, we shouldn't even be worrying about a kicker. Like, give me touchdowns. I don't care if you miss two PATs if we score five touchdowns. Like, what's two points out of 35? You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, it is good. Like, I'm, I like Cairo for where he's at. But, like, I'm not the, – the, the real concern is marching down the field and getting six. You know what I mean? So, I guess I'm not too yeah. concerned about it. Yeah, but it is frustrating. Like when you have gone a great drive and it's just like, oh, you missed oh, the yeah. extra point. Especially as as it's like an opening drive. It's like 6-0 and you're like, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah. But anyway, so to kind of go back to OTAs, I thought that was, um, I thought this is interesting. Tyler Scott uh, apparently has been building some chemistry with P.J. Walker, you know, when he, he's in the second team. So I don't know how many first team reps he's getting, but it, it is interesting with Bayless and that just that what receiving room. It's going to be a fun competition come training camp. So – what do you, Rashad? First of all, what are your thoughts uh, since we drafted Scott? Do you think he's going to break the rotation? Do you think he's going to take maybe the Bayless's spot? And then also um, his connection with PJ Walker as of recently. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get like too too many snaps this year. Obviously, because he's probably going to be number number four receiver unless injuries happen, which you know, knock on wood, hopefully they don't happen. But I think a lot of Bears fans have already written him to be Darnell Mooney's replacement. But I think that's a very lofty expectation to put on him when Darnell Mooney. You know, obviously, it was drafted in the fifth round, but like he came out, he came up out of nowhere to produce, you know, much more than most fifth round picks do. And he's already proven to have a good connection with Justin Fields, um, already had a 1K yard season under his belt. So I'm pretty optimistic about him long term. Like maybe eventually he could sneak into the starting, you know, rotation if, you know, if injuries happen or whatnot. And he still probably is going to get some playing time, like here and there. Like he's probably going to take um, Bealus Jones' spot as like the number four guy or like, like EQ Sam Brown is not going to play whatsoever because now we have so many guys ahead of him. So um, yeah. he's still going to have like some, some plays here and there, but probably nothing like too, too crazy. I'd say in year one. Yeah. Ficky. I well, actually about... had a question for Rashad. So you think the, the depth chart is going to go more Mooney, Claypool, Scott, Valus, St. Brown. I mean, eventually, yeah, maybe not right away because, yeah, the vets usually do get the the nod early on. But I think by, like, week four, week five, like, he's going to prove it in, in camp and in practice, right? Because a lot of people said he could be drafted in, like, round two or round three. Like, he was he was pretty good in college. So 
Yeah, I think he has the talent to be the number four guy behind behind those guys. And we, we already know that EQ Sam Brown and like those guys are not not good enough to be on the field most downs. So I'd so rather have we have we given up on Valison? I guess that's the real question there. Well, the thing with Velas is like he's never gonna be like a every down type of guy. Like he's more of like a gadget type of guy. Mm-hmm. So like he's still gonna be on the field every once in a while, but I still think he was kind of probably a reach in the third round, but he he's going to provide us with like return value probably if, if he doesn't fumble the ball because um <laughs> he actually had the third I think third highest average kick return yardage in the NFL last year, which is I mean that's crazy yeah. like that's really good for a rookie. So if he has the ball security down, like he's he's going to change games, did, you know, returning the ball. Did he fumble on kickoffs? It was definitely punts. Like he no, it was punts, punts was the issue. Okay, I was going to yeah, say I don't think he fumbled only- on a kickoff, but yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. he, he fumbled, he like I think down there, that'd be nice. However, we're not getting this. We're not getting DJ Moore if he doesn't muff those punts. That is true. <laughs> you Thank know. you for muffing. So because that was like two games, I mean, right? He caught, kind of cost it, it a little bit. Yeah, that adds his value a little bit. It's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely reaching the third. It, it, it kind of. I wonder if maybe Poles is just wanting a weapon for Justin and and someone that might be more you know pro ready and Valus. You. you it, I don't know. That's a different, you know, topic for another day. But I am excited about Tyler Scott. Uh, now we're going to move to like the one spot that is, I think, most Bears fans are very concerned about. It's the edge, and we'll kind of end it with this. But I think there was a quote today from Matt Eberflus where he said, uh, "We are interested in a lot of free agents." So kind of obviously you got the ball running. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, Rashad, who out of all the edges right now? Who or I can I guess I can give you three. I think you actually mentioned three here. Um, Leonard Floyd, Frank Clark, and I always how do you say Yannick? Yannick and Gakwe. Yannick. Oh, sorry. Yannick. Yannick. Yannick and Gakwe. So I I guess any of your edge players. Are you are you hoping that they sign one or two, or who would be your one like signing right now? Be like okay, thank God. You know, as far as the edge kind of class goes right now. Yeah, well, my dream is obviously trading for Chase Young, but that's that's not very realistic right now. Even Montez Sweat, like if we could swing oh, a trade sweat. for those guys, I mean that that could put the Bears as like maybe even competing with the Lions at that point, right, to win the division because Edge is like mm-hmm. our biggest need right now. So if we fill that need in, you know that that'd be awesome. But obviously not very realistic. But as for like signings, I want to say Yannick Ngakwe because like he had the sack production last year. Um, he's always had good sack production, but his run defense was like really, really garbage. Like he's he's yeah. one of the worst run defenders in the NFL. So like I'm kind of questioning if Ibrahim is going to be okay with a bad run defender, but I still feel like his sack production still warrants like signing him on like a one year deal, right? Because even just like rushing the passer like straight up, like he could still provide you with a lot of value. And we already added interior guys and like linebackers to help stuff the run. So I don't think it's going to be maybe as big of a flaw if he's not that good against the run. And we just need guys that can get sacks because last year, Jaquan Brisker had, he led the team in sacks. And like right now, like that could be the case again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Most likely. That is crazy that he led the team in sacks. Uh, There was a Roquan top four, top five. And he played only like, yeah, only played half the game. Seven. Wow. Interesting. Which is a linebacker still. It's still not a lineman, which it should be. So yeah. Like, who who would be your dream signing outside of like? Well, actually, trade. hot take. I would rather go Montez over Chase. 
more production, maybe not as high as the ceiling, but like he had a really good year concerns. last year. Yeah, less injury concerns. Uh, so I'd definitely go Montez Sweat there if we did that trade. And probably the market value might be less. So it might, I don't know. I might, we might get a better deal on that. Um, and then obviously, if I'm not on a pipe dream and I'm thinking about the guys who are out there, I'm probably going to go Yannick as well, just because every season he's had eight or plus more sacks, right? We know he's shit against the run, like Rasheed said, but. We need anything, right? We didn't get sacks. So if it's first down, second down, don't put them in. You don't have to do that, right? But what is uh Flus calls it like the grass team or something where it's like just pass rush? He has a name for it. I don't remember it. But when you know, like, oh, it's we're sending our best guys, like that's when you put them in, especially for a one-year deal, probably wouldn't be too expensive. I think that would make the most sense. At the end of the day, all of these are duct tape to the leaking hole right none of these are fixes maybe montez like helps patch it up a little bit but you know we have to draft we have free agency again next year we're gonna have to like really this has to be like our number one priority of getting like these edges because we literally don't have anyone unless which just would be great someone from last year actually steps up like d rob actually you know starts to develop a little bit more because obviously he was a lot of raw talent right uh, just, but he had to be kind of coached up because what he was a wide receiver quarterback before. So, um, so yeah. So if one of those guys come in house, that'd be great. But otherwise, we're gonna be back at we're gonna be back having this same conversation in about a year, trying to figure out, you know, did we draft the right guy? Did we pick up the right guy in free agency? Because none of these are like a true answer. Yeah, if only we had like you know two first round picks next year. You know, yeah, be, that would be edges. nice. <laughs> That would be nice. No, I think Fields better ball out be so we don't have to use those for a quarterback. That's the thing. Yeah. If, if yeah. Fields is the guy, man, are the Bears set up, you know, oh both goodness. financially, you know, with the cap and then the capital that they have, you know, with the draft. So it is it is interesting. Leonard Floyd, I saw a name on there. I like Floyd. Apparently, you know, he doesn't fit the scheme per se, but I really think he's a pretty good player. You know, I think he got a lot of hate for not getting with the other production. Teams. Yeah. We, with the Rams. <laughs> yeah. With I, other I, teams. I like, I like Floyd when he was here, man. I, Rashad, so how do you I. think of Leonard Floyd during his Packers, like He had sacks against the Packers like every single oh my time. Gosh. Those were the only sacks he had the entire year against the Packers twice a year. He always had a sack against Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. no, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I, I'd be okay with bringing Leonard Floyd back. I think it was underrated as a Bear. Um, Obviously, mm -hmm. he thrived more with the Rams because he had Aaron Donald there in the interior. But even last year, like, Aaron Donald missed most of last year. He still had nine sacks. Leonard Floyd still had nine sacks. So, I still think he could be a big upgrade right now. He'd probably be our best pass for sure, you know, without oh, yeah. a doubt right now, which that's not saying that much, obviously, but still, like, I'd be okay with, you know, getting Floyd as well. Yeah. And then Frank Clark is another one you mentioned, which I like him. He's, uh, I believe, a little older, or he's 29, yeah. which is yeah. not that old. I mean, it's old. Yeah, it's like a year older like than in Yannick, his 30s. Yeah. yeah, so he, he had five sacks last year in 15 games. Interesting, you know, 58 career sacks, though. So, I mean, that would yeah, be a fun most most of Signing. his stuff comes in the playoffs. So like, he's mm -hmm. great in the, that'd be something great to pick up. If you're yeah. like, yeah, we're definitely making the playoffs. Like we're on a run. Like let's get Frank Clark. Cause he's going to ball out. We don't even know if we're going to be there. So like if we're, if we're paying for Frank Clark and we're getting like three sacks, I'd rather just go with Travis Gibson. You know what I mean? Like there's no point to pay that type of money for someone who's not going to give, if we're not a bona fide playoff team, you know? So. Yeah, that's my. Opinion. I'm high on Gibson, I, especially last year. Going into last year, I, I'm shocked at the you know a little disappointed in the season that he had. But also that defense, they kept Robert Quinn was gone. You know Quinn or uh, Roquan was shipped off. That defense was just changing, and that pass rush was just non-existent. So he didn't have a lot of help. What's your um? 
What's your expectations for Travis Gibson? Like, what's a successful season? Ashi Rashad, but like if yeah. Travis Gibson, like sack number wise. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say like seven, maybe okay. seven plus sacks, right? Because I think to be extended by the Bears, he has to have at least like six, seven plus sacks. Back in 2020, uh, yeah, 2021, he had seven sacks, I believe, that year. He was a rotational guy that year because we had um we had Mac and Quinn that year. But the Bears are high on him too. Like I don't I don't know if you guys saw the quote from um I think Matt Lombard or somebody on Twitter. Like he he said that the Bears are reportedly high on Travis Gibson, which I'm, I'm not totally sure if like that's true or not, but it could be right because they didn't add anybody yet at edge. So like maybe they're just banking on Travis Gibson having a better than expected year. And they also I mean we didn't yeah. talk about Demarcus Walker at all either in this episode. Yeah, but like even Demarcus Walker. He had like seven sacks last year. Um, he's on the upswing of his career. He's super athletic. You know, uh, a good. He, he's kind of like a tweener. He could play three technique too. You know, for the Bears, so that could be another guy that maybe like yeah. a Akeem Hicks type of signing that he yeah. you know does better with us when he finally gets you know gets a chance to start somewhere. So that was our That's low a, key signing. Him and Nate Davis. They just didn't get talked about. I think Nate Davis is a little bit higher, but uh, but I'm like seven, eight sacks, kind of growing into your peak. I will take that. Like, that's yeah. not like, oh, wow, you're a superstar pro bowler. Of course not. That's like you were consistent enough. That's a sack every other game. I would take that. It's That is a great point, Rashad. And then the interesting thing is if you if he, you know, is on the upswing and he has a very good season, then you have Gibson who kind of bounces back because he did have seven sacks in 2021, which I honestly kind of forgot about a little bit, you know, especially after last year only having three. But with such an influx of the, you know, players coming in, the defense, the, the talent really wasn't there that was surrounding him in his first two years in the league. And then the fact that um, he is going to be playing for an extension, you th- you bring in another vet like a Frank Clark um, or somebody like that, it could be a pretty maybe average. And that's better than what we kind of have, you know, as far as production yeah. goes. But yeah, if we could get like, like, don't make us bottom five, but even if we get, like break top twenty, like I think that's okay. Like maybe these signings will push us from like twenty third, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like pass rush to like seventeen, or you know maybe that's even too high. But like right now, at least on paper and what based off the players that are on the team now, what it showed last season, we're like bottom three easily. So we're just hoping yeah. these guys can step up. We just don't need to be like absolute dog shit. Like let's get a little bit closer to that mean. And then I think that will help the defense tremendously, which in, obviously in return will help the offense. So. Yeah. I think the no, interior I agree with matters that. a lot too. Oh, sorry to interrupt. But I was going to say oh, the no. interior matters on this defense because yeah. like even with, um with the Colts, like DeForest Buckner was their main, pressure guy from the inside right like they didn't even have Yannick and Yaukwe back then like he he was he signed with the Colts after Iberflus left to the yeah. Bears so like if if Javon Dexter and like Zach Pickens become better than expected in year one we could actually have a pretty decent pass rush because a lot of this you know pressure does come from the inside so yeah and that's why that he always talks about that the the defensive tackles are most important position the three techs he always he, if you listen to Flus, he talks about all times pressure from the inside and then it creates pressure from the outside so because they have nowhere to step up so you're right i'm not putting too much high of expectation on these rookies right but you know it, if they can like together be like at least a solid fit and we still have justin jones too who did play solid last year so mm-hmm. hopefully you know i'm the, i'm not Hopefully, and this might be like wishful thinking. If we get like Travis Gibson, like seven sacks, six sacks, Demarcus gives us like eight to nine, and then you know the interior kind of mixed together with the rookies can get us like three to four. You know, I think that's going to be better than what's expected, at least for me. 
Yeah. No, I agree with all that. Absolutely. Well, Rashad, we appreciate you hopping on, man. Um, it's a fun time. You know, we, I think we have another OTA practice next week, and then I think maybe one more, and then there'll be kind of a break. But yeah. we appreciate you hopping on, man. You want to plug kind of where we can find you, what you're working on? Yeah, you can follow me at the Windy City Productions on YouTube or DWC Prods on Twitter. I'll be having more videos out for you guys this summer. Um, as I mentioned, like a hype video too, eventually for the 2023 season. Yes, That's probably yes, going to be out in like August, September ish. So, got to think of some ideas. Oh, you got to get it that. sooner, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, back in 2018, I posted mine in like um, in March and it, it blew up in March. But yeah, That's yeah, because people put, are fiending. Yeah. <laughs> Was that after the 2018 yeah. season? 100%. Yeah, yeah, I posted that back in March. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! So, wait, after yeah, twenty, but, that was in twenty eighteen. So, what was that app? Or was did? Yeah, that what, was just what, right what after hyping. Just for twenty seventeen. No, no, for um for twenty eighteen because that was after like, we oh, went to the playoffs, right? Got you. I was like, who are we hyping in twenty seventeen? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, no, we that weren't in sense. the playoffs at that point. Like that was before the twenty eighteen season. Oh, in March. oh so, so that was oh, after, wow. That was after we signed like a Rob and like. Um, yeah. Taylor Gabriel, before, like a bunch oh, of those were Khalil Mack, yeah, yeah, before Khalil Mack, wow. yeah, before the NFL draft, too. So, we didn't even have Roquan Smith back then. For some reason, people are super <laughs> hyped about the Bears already. That's crazy. <laughs> we are wild fan base. Like, what a, <laughs> I do what? think we are the most active, like, as far as like YouTube. I don't know. I, I try to pay attention to like other, see kind of what what draws. I think Chicago, hard, just the media, Pack, Packers just, have a pretty good Packers have a pretty good one, too. From my understanding, so yeah, I think the Bears are better though because like the Bears have never yeah. had a good team recently. It's like the Packers at least have a good team to talk about. We don't have good team yeah. to talk about. Imagine if we did. And misery brings company. Like when your team sucks, numbers go up because we're all over here just having venting sessions because <laughs> therapy is expensive. So like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> totally good. Hopefully, all we don't right. have that this year though. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. We'll have to have you have on have you on again. Um, but yeah, again, 100%. thank you so much. You guys will have all your socials in the uh, description and uh, we'll have you on again, man. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate Sounds it. Good, man. Me on. All right. I want to thank you, Rashab, uh, for hopping on again. I think it was a great conversation. We got to talk bears. Ficky, man, how do you think it went? I think it went great. A lot of great topics. Um, I'm just glad that OTAs were actually talking about like positive shit instead of like right. bad play. So I'm excited. It was it was a great conversation. Absolutely. We'll have him on again. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll, we'll probably have another episode uh, just after OTAs are available to the media. I think that's next Tuesday or Wednesday. So around the same time, but we appreciate your guys' uh, support. Just make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the, to the YouTube channel if you do enjoy the content. It really does help the channel grow. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.